Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Today, I am here with Steve Warner. And before we get into today's episode, I want to let you guys know that if you want a copy of my six-figure coach journal, you can go ahead and share a screenshot of this episode or your favorite Health Coach Nation episode. Tag me on Instagram at Haley underscore Rowe, and that way you will get a copy of the journal. So I'll, I'll be able to see that you posted it and shared the podcast on your Instagram, and we'll be able to email you the journal. Um, But anyways, we are talking with a very special guest today about how you can 10x your business growth without constantly falling for the noise. And we would call noise, well, I'll let Steve explain it, but welcome to the show, Steve. We're excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So Steve, give everybody a background of just how extensive (laughs) your um, business life and, and career uh, what, what's what it has been and what led you to being a coach today. Uh, thank you again for having me here. And yeah, um, I always say I, I wish I got to see the script in advance because I never would have believed um, what was in store for me throughout my career. I actually, uh, I'm, uh, I'm from the Chicago area. And I went to school in Arizona with this vision of maybe going to law school or something when I came home. And then um, by luck of the draw, I wound up at this crazy place called the Chicago Board of Trade and became a professional commodity trader for 20 years. And I can tell you prior to graduating, I didn't know anything about commodity trading. I had never heard of the Chicago Board of Trade, et cetera. So sometimes by the luck of one phone call or one handshake, the, your life can change forever. And that's what happened to me. Um, I wound up in the bond pit at the Chicago Board of Trade one of those um, people jumping up and down, yelling, screaming, using hand signals, et cetera. And it was an amazing career. Um, Unfortunately, in the year 2000 technology, your world took over my world very quickly. Um, Everything kind of moved to computer and I had to um, reinvent myself. And I wound up going into a family owned business in the finance industry. Unbeknownst to me, that business was upside down. So I not only got into the finance industry, but I became a turnaround specialist with no experience in ever turning anything around. Um, Built an amazing finance company. Um, 
only to be kind of crippled during the credit crisis. So again, had to reinvent myself, um, but took the network that I had uh, built there and segued into um, a private security business um, in the in kind of the same space that I was lending in in the finance industry. So uh, myself and three other guys invented a product to secure vacant and abandoned buildings. And we've taken that to multiple cities and kind of um, have set that up for acquisition in the near future. But to get to your original question, throughout that whole process, I had always retained a coach, a business coach. I just, I had heard that it was smart. I had like really never had practical business experience. So I retained a coach for myself and kind of fell in love with the whole concept of coaching. And as I was reinventing myself and growing teams, I was in some way coaching people. So um, along the way, I went back and uh, got certified in coaching and started doing it, uh, started coaching people side by side um, with, with while growing another business and then took my life story. Uh, I called it the hour of champions, how to reinvent yourself, how to navigate through noise. That's just the ups and downs of, of life. Uh, I saw a lot of similarities with the ups and downs in the market, and it's kind of gotten me to where I am today, um, like running a online uh, community and developing a coaching business side by side. And it got me to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're both in uh, Illinois, which is always fun. Yeah. And I love that, you know, one of the things that I love about working with you and getting to know you better is that you really... Um, have a way of like, given all of you that you've gone through, you're, you're an investor, you are an entrepreneur who's started and sold many businesses, you're a coach. Um, and the thing I love about what you've gone through and, and also you, you know, I think we should share with the audience, like you said, you did lose it all kind of <laughs> when, uh, with your trading, right. And journey, and you had to rebuild and, I think that the thing that I love the most is that all of these things through it, you learned to be able to manage the noise and have your own system for um, caring for yourself and for rebuilding yourself in any situation. And so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about a little bit more, because one of the things I preach all the time is how coaches need to have their own special method or framework or thing that turns their coaching from a commodity to an actual thing that people want to buy into and that will emotionally change your life and that is different and stands out from the crowd and i think you do a great job of that with your hour of champions thank you you know framework and also with your way that you look at you know noise and and compare it to trading and and all of it so tell us a little bit about how somebody can, rather than getting sucked into the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, how can they learn to handle these situations with the confidence and with the um, hour of champions kind of style? What does that look like? Certainly. Well, let me clarify one thing. When I walked away from trading, I had not lost it all. As a matter of fact, I was really smart. I walked away from trading right at the right time under my own volition. And um, I'm really proud of that. Uh, when I built the, No, no, that's okay. When I built the subsequent business to that, 
that really turned into something like really magnificent. That business was lost during the credit crisis. And that caused a very painful time in my life. It really did. And I did a lot of soul searching and I started becoming a student of my journey. And that's what morphed into the Hour of Champions. I actually started incorporating intense fitness, spirituality, and mindset training into my life to rebuild not only my business life, but my life in general, because I wanted to persevere for a lot of years. Um, and to answer your question about the noise and, and how I explained it to you, even on several times that we've talked, is that uh, in the market, it's nothing is linear. Very, very infrequently does like a stock go from $2 to $100, right? Like overnight. It kind of marches um, up a trend line and it goes from $2 to $4, down to $3, up to $7, down to $5. But if the business is positioned right, the conviction takes it to its ultimate level, which might be $100. But in between, there's a lot of ups and downs. And what that does is it shakes a lot of people out of the market. People don't have the the stamina, the courage, whatever it is to ride those ups and downs. So they get out and they miss that eventual big payday. Um, and really, that end is just conviction. The great, great traders understand that there's a lot of ups and downs on the way from the bottom to the top. And I started looking at my life and diagramming my story. I went way back to my teens and started looking at my years of my um, down periods of life, like when my parents got divorced. I was really, I was young, I was, I was angered, I was resentful, I was bitter. And that was like a down period in my life. And then I found some really smart people to associate myself with who suggested that I go away to school and become a, a student, you know, and that was an up period. And then there was down periods and up periods and down periods. And what I started learning was very much like the market, whenever there's a down period, um, that down doesn't last forever. It seems like it does when it's going on in life or the market, but it finds some kind of level that it stops at. And in trading, we call that support, find a level of support. It could either be mathematical or emotional or geopolitical, whatever it is, there's something there that stops the market from going down and it starts going up again. And then when it reaches a level too high, it reaches a level that we call resistance. And that could be, again, mathematical. Uh, it could be ego driven. It could be too much fear that causes the market to go down. And I started noticing through examining my life that it worked the exact same way. And what my mentors taught me in my trading career was that was nothing but noise. The ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs were just noise, meaning they were going to be there no matter what. And I was gonna to have to learn how to have conviction on how to navigate through the noise. When I started studying life and hiring really great coaches, one of my greatest coaches ever made a comment to me about living moment to moment. And he said, if you live moment to moment, if you let every single moment influence your existence, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, 
you'll live in insanity as opposed to living in what we call the moment, right? Which is very cliche-ish, but it's really all that we have. And I started diagramming that going, oh my God, all he was talking about was noise. Moment to moment is noise, right? Like the best way I can describe it is I get a phone call at nine o'clock this morning. Hey, Steve, that big client that you were trying to land signed up, right? And my mood goes up. Then I get a call 20 minutes later. Oh, sorry, wrong Steve. Signed up with a different Steve and my mood goes down, right? Instead of understanding that that's part of the game. You win some clients, you lose some clients. But if your conviction tells you that you've built like a really good coaching program that has helped a lot of people, the calls will keep coming and you'll keep signing up the people that are supposed to engage with you, right? Totally. And I think a lot of that comes down to what are your beliefs? Because as you said, with conviction, if you believe you really are helping people and that you can't say the wrong thing to the right clients, you know, that's going to carry through in how you keep showing up. And I also think what I love is when you say that understanding, not living moment to moment and being all over the place on this emotional roller coaster, but being okay with discomfort and being somebody who rather than most people, when they think about discomfort or um, challenges, they feel like, oh no, this is limiting me, da da da. But instead viewing that as the moment, like this is actually a really good thing because it teaches you to ponder, it teaches you to bring curiosity, it teaches you something in your life you don't like that you wanna change. And your biggest wins can come from those moments of discomfort and going, working through them and welcoming them and, and right? Like being able to be somebody who understands that in order to get to your dreams, and as Brooke Casillo says, the currency to your dreams is how willing you are to be uncomfortable and to keep showing up failure after failure and learning from them. That is, those are the people who live a big life. Would you agree with that? I would, and I, you have to fall in love with the process of understanding that, that um, in trading, if you never lose, you're not trading enough, right? Like it's inevitable, you're gonna have losers, right? But if you have the mindset that that's part of the game and you're going to have more winners than losers, you're going to be super, super successful. And in the Hour of Champions formula that helps navigate that noise, I think the most important component is I love to call it reality because there's nobody better at fooling us than us. So often what we tell ourselves isn't even true. Um, we tell ourselves we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not skilled enough, we're too old, we're too young, right? And that just puts us in a place of comfort, believe it or not, because once we get there, we don't have to do anything. Like I told you, like I'm, I'm too old. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I'm too old. So that's my excuse. Instead of, you know what, that's for everybody else. I'm going to break that barrier and prove that there is success for another 15 years here, and I'm going to be the one that's going to prove it. And once I do it, everybody else is going to follow. But I'm the chosen person. That's kind of the way I feel a lot. Um, so I like to check my reality all the time. And I ask myself, is this true or is this what I'm telling myself? Right. And there are two different roads. And if you come to the grips with the fact that it might not be true, 
and you just created that other road that's available to go on, now you have a painful choice. You know, do I want to keep moving or do I want to stay stuck? So uh, to your point, failure is a big muscle builder, a big, big muscle builder. Yeah. And one of the things I love that you always say is when when we ask you, how are you doing? You always say, I'm as good as I let myself be. Because when and I do love that because people are putting limits on ourselves. We think we're too old. We think we can't do it. We think time is limited. We think all these things. And we're not letting ourselves be the adults who have free range of our, you know, freedom of choice and can create what we want to create as long as we continue to stick with it. So I think, um, can you tell us a little more about how do we allow ourselves to embrace, you know, letting good things into our life? I think we look back. I think we we don't use our story enough as a navigational system for our future, right? And I love to challenge my clients who say, I've never done this. I've never done this. I've never done this. And we kind of rewind in their life because those up, downs, up, downs, or peaks and valleys always represent times of success and times of failure or discontent right? But we don't go back and, and analyze even little, you know, little things. I love when I, I am a fan of Anthony Robbins, and he always opens up his, um, his seminars. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but he always says, is anyone here never won a race? Have you ever heard this, by the way? And inevitably, or invariably, you know, hundreds of hands go in the air. I've never won a race. I've been in a lot of races, but I've never won one. And he says, I hate to tell you this, but you beat the other 2 billion sperm to the egg. Like, you know, you were the fastest. There were 2 billion, you know, sperm racing for that egg and you won the race and, you know, became a human being because of it. So there goes that story. So I think one of the great things to do is to go back in your past and look for that, find the evidence um, in the negative story that you're telling. And more often than not, you'll see that you've persevered somehow or another you created some sort of support that enabled you to bounce back up and got you to, you know, happiness or success. Yes, I love that. And one of the things that I think you also teach when it comes to 10xing your business is that you want to create a business that can you can you use that um, quote that you shared with me about you want to create a business that fits within your life, not a life that has to fit in around your business. Can you tell me more about how's somebody who's hearing this and thinks in order to get to my business goals, I just have to hustle, 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 work really hard, give up everything, um, you know, whatever it is. How does somebody embrace the idea that you've shared with us about, you know, building a a business that fits within your life? Yeah, I think you're specifically uh, talking about the quote that I said to you the last time we spoke. I asked you, is your life part of your business or is your business part of your life, which gets you curious, you know, what does he mean by that, right? So if you look at life as a pie chart, is the whole pie filled with business and life is a tiny little slice or is the whole pie filled with life and is business a little slice? You know, I think it's, it's I lived uh, the latter for a number of years, like, I and I caught myself 
like coaching one of my sons on the baseball field and I had my cell phone in my ear, like doing a business deal until my 10 year old son looked up and said, dad, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like you're always on the phone while you're coaching little league. And I went home that night and I said, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like I signed up to be a little league coach because this is an important part of my life, but I'm like taking my business with me. I'm making little league part of my business instead of my business part of, you know, yeah. I don't know if I said that backwards or not, but I think you get the concept there. And I think more often than not, people are um, working on their business, working on their business, working on their business instead of working on themselves. And then their business will fix itself automatically. Right. We don't spend enough time working on us like our, you know, I'm a big, again, you know, advocate, proponent of, you know, of, of, physical, mental, and spiritual conditioning, because I know that when that's in sync, that my business flows. When I'm out of shape in my mind or in my spirit, or even I don't, or I'm not fit enough to work in my business, my business suffers. So um, I think that we need to stop and evaluate, like, what does our life look like, you know, and and what kind of life do we want to do we want to lead because we're again we're we're great at fooling ourselves you know and we think yeah. that if we think that if we work 60 hours a week you know that you know we're, we're like that's some massive achievement i've never i've always been in awe of the guy that worked the less and achieved the most not the guy that worked the most and achieved the most i mean i i love my freedom you know and it gives yeah. me yeah I love the way you said that it being in awe of the people who work the least and achieve the most. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's their systems and what, cause clearly they're working quote unquote smart and not hard. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also a difference between struggle and, um, and pain. Like, so in other words, you can, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be, times where people say no or or you don't hit your goals or whatever but struggling through that or saying like i can't do it because that happened is optional so learning how to navigate the pain with your system as far as you know how do you support yourself in those moments how do you condition yourself to be strong through those moments i think that's so important so can you tell us a little more about the physical spiritual you know all the hour champions kind of methodology? Um, well, I'm going to try to make a long story very short. So, okay. But yeah, it's it came from my personal life, right? Like after I lost that business in 2009, I got like really down and I started second guessing my capabilities and, you know, saying, am I too old to do this again? Yada, yada, yada. And I got like, like I got overtaken by depression and anxiety for sure. And um, and medicated for that, and that that was running my life. And then, um, by the grace of God, I had a friend's son who's a doctor come into my world and noticed how I was living and said, "This is ridiculous. This isn't the guy I've known my whole life." And um, he challenged me to uh, to get off all the medications that I was on. And I said, "How is that possible?" And he said, "You're going to do it, but you are going to do it through an intense protocol of fitness." spirituality and uh, and mindset mindset training. 
So I pushed in all my chips and I started, I changed my life. I started waking up, waking up in the middle of the night and I'm not suggesting to anybody that you have to do that, but it worked for me. Um, and what works for me now, most specifically is getting up at four o'clock in the morning, every single day, um, searching on YouTube, uh, or Google, which is, you know, the magnificent advantages in the world. Right. Uh, on I look for, for brilliant offerings on mindset training or on spirituality. I program it into my phone and I head to the gym and I work out super hard. And while I'm training, I'm just listening. I'm not like sitting in a corner trying to memorize, but kind of through osmosis, I use that time to just um, kind of nurture my brain and my spirit. And I do it all in an hour every day. And I, I started doing it like over and over and over again. And I was telling one of my college friends about it three years ago, last month. And I said, you know, if I'm, if I went through this phase in my life, there's gotta be millions of people um, that are going through this. And look, I just, I figured out kind of how to master it through fitness, spirit and mindset, not just saying it, but how to implement it right in a, in a quick way. And I said, I'm going to start a Facebook group. And I'm going to share my story. Do you think that's like egomaniacal? And he said, no, I think I think the universe is looking for you, you know, to do that. So I started, I, I called it the hour of champions. Um, I just, it kind of resonated with me. I ran into a guy in the gym, place where I work out, happened to be open 24-7. And he saw me leaving one night at four in the morning or five in the morning. And he's like, man, I get here at five. You're leaving? Like, what are you doing? And you do this all in an hour. And I, I went out to, in my car and I wrote on the back of a business card, the hour of champions, because he said it's like you're training for a championship fight. And I thought it was a clever way to express it. And I started this community and this movement and um, it works like it works. The physical, mental and spiritual aspect, if, if you really get it synchronized, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It, it kind of powers you through life um yeah and uh created this following and then i found you and uh, now i'm here and i'm able to share it you know yeah, so, absolutely yeah and it is really powerful because i think that um a lot of people underestimate putting pouring into their self and their own self-development but that will make you more a, a better asset to your clients and to your business partners and who you work with and that kind of thing so yeah one of the things that um, you also talk about and that you've done in the past is challenges. Um, and I know that you are bringing people to a new potential for themselves because they're getting up at 5 a.m. So tell us a little bit about your challenge that you do um, and how people can get in touch with you, obviously, if they want to do that. Yeah, awesome. No, thank you for asking because I'm, as you know, like I'm crazy passionate about this Right. And I believe I inherently believe in strength and community, like people together are way stronger than just me. Right. And the impact that we can make, the exponential impact that we can make in togetherness is just it's 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 forever. So we started running challenges last year. Um, and the great irony is, is that people came to me and said five o'clock in the morning, like why five o'clock in the morning? And this response just rolled off my tongue, much like me saying um, I'm as good as I let myself be. I just said, 
it's the hour of champions, not the hour of convenience. So if you're looking for the hour of convenience, you should probably go find a 10 o'clock challenge or an eight o'clock challenge. But this was really to test your willpower, you know, to see if you are willing to get out of your comfort zone. And 5 a.m. is a not a comfortable time for most people. And by the way, that was only central time. We had people from Israel. We had people from East Coast, West Coast, um, Europe. So their times were really convoluted, right? But we put together a, a, a specifically a 10-day challenge where every morning we met at 5 a.m. Central Time. Every person was paired up with a accountability partner to work with um, to hold you responsible for being there, for showing up and, and, and do, doing your work. And then we did a short segment on, I did a short segment on mindset we had another spiritual coach that did a five to seven minute spiritual piece that just got everybody in a place of like calm and uh, and peace. And then we sent everybody off every day with a workout. Uh, we had a beginner workout, an intermediate workout, and an advanced workout, all 20 minutes, right? So that you can incorporate, you could take this rolling forward and build your own hour going forward. And it turned into a lifelong, not just challenge, but a um, people made lifelong friends. Um, some people created like crazy business relationships um, off of it. And um, it was just a way to, you know, create a community, a smaller community of people that all met, got to know, got to love each other. They really did. It was crazy. I like, I tear up when I think about it. When I think about the people from Israel still connecting with the people from California and the people from uh, DC um, and they write to me and, and, and share. And I see them on the hour of champions, Facebook group, how they, how they stay in touch. Um, so we're, we're developing our next one coming shortly. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, you know, the results that people just from adding that into their life, the ripple effect it has on what they end up doing with their life is amazing. Like I know you had one client who lost like 70 pounds just from being a part of your community and doing the challenges and stuff like that. And um, as a matter of fact, he's leaving like in an hour to go rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, nice. um, which is like something crazy, like 50 miles, you know, going down, up, down, up, and yep. here's a guy that uh, a year ago couldn't even make it to the gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Life. It, it, it's amazing how you can build that strength and stamina up if you get the right community, if you get some, you know, support and yep. that system that works for you. So um, awesome. So I want to ask you one more question. And that is yeah. around when somebody um, you told me a little something about discomfort and uncomfortable conversations. Um, and he called it something about giving the gift. So can you yeah. tell our audience um, a little bit more about how do you handle in your business uh, uncomfortable situations that involve either clients or um, someone you're working with? How can we better manage that? Well, you want me to give this away, huh? Well, you don't have to. No, of course I will. A reason okay. well, yeah, no, I, I love it. And uh, thank you for asking. Yeah, it's it's what's what's really interesting is we we have this fear of, um, uh, and it's usually delivering a message to the people that we love most, 
You know, for some reason, people that we're not close with were able to convey a, a, a tough message, but people that we are close with, um, we allow them, listen to how I phrase this, to take control of us, right? And it's, it seems like it's hard for us to go to them and, 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 and like relieve our own stress. So I was taught this technique uh, years ago by a Catholic priest, as a matter of fact. I had a, um, a uh, uh, situation with a family member and the priest said to me, you need to give him the gift. And I said, what, is, what does that mean? He said, well, you need to deliver a message to him with love and understanding and kind of wrap that stress that he's causing you up in the form of a gift and say, here, this is what's been going on. You probably weren't even aware of it, but I'm going to hand it to you now and it's going to be yours. Um, and I think you were referring most specifically um, to a, a business situation where I had with a, with a partner that I was letting control me. I, I was letting him control me. I was working out the way he wanted me to, eating the way, responding, all this good stuff. And finally, I had had enough. And I walked into his office one morning and I looked at him with the intention of giving him the gift. And I said, do me a favor. Tell me everything about me you don't like. And he said, well, I, I, I can't do that. Like, I'll, you know, I'll hurt your feelings. I'll insult you. And I looked at my watch and I said, well, in 30 seconds, I'm going to go first. And he was like, what? And I said, well, now in like 20 seconds, I'm going to go first. So we sat down, we shut the door. He told me everything about me in a very loving way that he didn't like. And I did it right back. And it was like the greatest cleansing experience in the world because it was the idea is to do it in a very non-threatening way, right? In a way of, I use the word love a lot. Like, I mean that in a loving way where I don't want the stress anymore. So I'm going to give it to you. You figure out what you want to do with it, but I'm done with it. And that's kind of the way it works. And it's magical when you do it that way. Yeah, right. It's not conventional to think of, to think of you know, asking somebody, hey, tell me what you don't like about me. Right. <laughs> but it opens up the communication. Um, to On the spur of the moment, by the way, yeah. without them having a chance yeah. to think about it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I love that. Yeah. So, okay, Steve, this is literally only a tiny sliver of all you have to offer. So I want everybody to connect with you in your Facebook group. I want everybody, I encourage everybody to do Steve's challenge and to get in touch with him. Um, he's an incredible coach. He has an incredible story. I've gotten to see the behind the scenes of the work that he does. And I can tell you, he is someone with integrity and who truly cares about his clients. So. Steve, where can everybody connect with you? And um, we'll go from there. Thank you again. Please, everybody, um, join our Facebook group. It's just, it's Hour of Champions, H-O, just as it's spelled, H-O-U-R of Champions, C-H-A-M-P-I-O-N-S, on Facebook. It's a private group, but if you, um, you know, if you uh, ask for an invite, happy to, happy to let everybody in. It's just, it's an amazing community of people helping people. Um, and for our challenge and, and coaching, hourofchampions.com, um, that's our website. There's a quick link to, uh, uh, there will be a link to join the next challenge once, uh, once the dates are figured out. Uh, but for, you know, any interest in working with us one-on-one, -on -one, just book a, book a short call and let's, let's chat. Let's see where you're at and what kind of noise you have circulating in your life that we can help you get rid of quickly so that you can 
really crush it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming today. And uh, I know that you're going to continue to make a huge impact. I hope so. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.